Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hit me get up. First shot, come strut walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy up. Glad, moonwalking. And this here is our party. My posse's been on Broadway, and we did it all way. Chrome music. I shed my skin and put my bones into everything I record to it. And yeah, I'm on. Let that stage light go and shine on down. Got that Bob Barker suit game and Plinko in my style. Money, stay on my craft and stick around for those pounds. But I do that to pass the torch and put on for my town. Trust me, on my I N D E P E N D E N T hustling, chasing dreams since I was 14 with the Fortrack busting halfway across that city with the back, 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 back crushing labels out here. Now they can't tell me nothing. KALA listeners and St. Ambrose sports fans, welcome back to yet another edition of KALA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speaks Sports. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is November 17th, 2022, and it has been a cooler, snower week, snowy week around the campus of St. Ambrose University and the Quad Cities area. Earlier today, there was no snow, but it has definitely picked up this evening. On my walk over here, I got painted white by the snowflakes going on outside on the this cold, dark evening. Not only that, but like I said, it's it's definitely been colder out rather than last week where we still had some 70-degree days. Uh, you know, it's been 20s, 30s days where that snow is definitely falling, definitely beginning to stick to the ground. Outside of the weather, St. Ambrose Sports seems to be at a, a bit of an impasse in their seasons, transitioning from the fall seasons, which are just wrapping, which are just wrapping up for the different sports, to the winter sports that are just getting their season started. Frankly, there aren't too many sports to be talking about right now around St. Ambrose, but without a doubt, it will be another great episode. So let's jump right into it, talking about maybe the biggest sport at St. Ambrose right now, the women's volleyball team. So the last time we did an episode of Schistel Speak Sports, the women's volleyball team had competed in the CCAC tournament quarterfinals in which the team won three games to one in that match. The Bees beat Cardinals Stritch in the quarterfinals and then advanced to the CCAC tournament semifinals which were played here on campus of St. Ambrose University at the Lee Loman Arena, and the Bees faced off against the Judson University Eagles. In the semifinals, the Bees beat Judson University three games to one in that match. Then some headlines broke before the CCAC Tournament Championship was even played. St. Xavier was the regular season champion in the CCAC for women's volleyball, so they had automatically clinched a bid into the NAIA National Tournament. Now, obviously, St. Xavier, they can't have two different seedings in the National Tournament, so that meant that the Bees automatically got the second spot for the CCAC 
in the national tournament for the NAIA in women's volleyball. So that news broke maybe a day or two before the CCAC tournament championship, and there was definitely you know high hopes. Hey, we have a team going to a national tournament, and it's the first time that the women's volleyball team has ever been to the national tournament since 2010. So, you know, the Bees break a 12-year drought. Um, but there was still business to take care of in the CCAC Tournament Championship. So, your St. Ambrose Fighting Bees women's volleyball team traveled to the Shannon Center at St. Xavier University on the south side of Chicago. Unfortunately, the Bees fell to the Cougars of St. Xavier. So St. Xavier not only wins the regular season conference champions, but they win the CCAC conference tournament. In the first game of the match between St. Ambrose and St. Xavier, St. Ambrose won 25 to 17. St. Xavier answered quickly though, winning 25 to 23 in the second game of the match, knotting things up at one apiece. St. Ambrose then kind of took a beating from St. Xavier, losing 25-12 to in the third game, and then St. Xavier slammed the door on the Bees, winning 25-23 to in the fourth game of the match, taking it 3-1. to So the Bees take the runners-up of the CCAC in women's volleyball this year. Now, like I said, the women's volleyball team, although they lose in the CCAC tournament championship, do get a bid into the NAIA National Tournament. The opening round of the NAIA National Tournament will be this Saturday, November 19th, for the Fighting Bees. The Bees will take on Jamestown at 3 o'clock p.m. at the Harold Newman Arena in Jamestown, North Dakota. So it's going to be a hard matchup for the Bees, and the reason why is coming up right now. Let's take a little bit of a look at a matchup preview for this women's volleyball team. So, like I said, this matchup will be played in Jamestown, North Dakota, and Jamestown is the number two team in the nation for NAIA women's volleyball. Jamestown this season went 31-2 on the season with a 15-1 conference record. That 15-1 conference record won Jamestown the conference nonetheless. Jamestown has not lost a game since playing the number three team, Midland, on October 8th, meaning that this team from North Dakota, Jamestown, is on a 12-game winning streak. On the other hand, your St. Ambrose Fighting Bees had a record of 24-9 on the season. The Bees went 13-3 in conference, and like I said just a few minutes ago, got the conference runner-up. So this is definitely going to be the hardest opponent that the Bees have to face off against in North Dakota. I believe the team was leaving today if I saw them getting on the buses correctly. Um, Obviously, going to North Dakota, it's a bit of a far road trip. Uh, Up north, getting pounded by snow lately. So, you know, you never know exactly what that means for the travel plans. Hopefully they get there okay and don't get into, you know, any sort of trouble driving through the snow. But on the side of the actual matchup, I think it's going to be a better game. You know, um, Jamestown, obviously, in the national spotlight, considering they are the number two team in the nation. The Bees really never ranked 24-9. and I feel like they're a team that might be flying under the radar a little bit and can pull off a major upset. And that's exactly what it would be if the Bees advance. It'd be maybe the biggest upset 
of the season, especially for this Bees team. So let's just say that the Bees go on to beat Jamestown. The team would be playing on Wednesday, November 30th at the NAIA National Championship Tournament in the second round at the Tyson Events Center in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, the time and the team that the Bees or Jamestown will be playing is to be determined and to be announced. So, you know, it, it's going to be a very hard matchup for this Bees women's volleyball team, but this is a team that if they can come together and dig deep, I think that they can pull out a win, and it'd be awesome to see a St. Ambrose team move on in a national tournament. Like I said, this is the first appearance in a national tournament for the women's volleyball program since 2010. So definitely a, a few years in the making for St. Ambrose women's volleyball program. Um, and, you know, just best of luck to them as they get set to move on and face Jamestown. Now, the second sport I will be talking about is the SAU football team. St. Ambrose football wrapped up their season last Saturday, losing to Missouri Baptist. So, let's just take a quick little review of this football season. Week 1 for the Bees opened up on September 3rd at Waldorf University in Forest City, Iowa. The Bees dropped that game 33-13, but the biggest story of that game was the freshman starting quarterback that the Bees played, Joey Sprinkle, went down in the first half, and he had broken his wrist. That meant Tom Casey had to come in in the second half, and Casey did his best to lead the Bees throughout this season. So the Bees fall 0-1, and then they travel to Concordia, Michigan in Ann Arbor, for their Week 2 matchup against the Cardinals. This was a game that, you know, Concordia was ranked in the top 10 in the nation for football. It was going to be a hard game. The Bees stuck in it in the first half of the game. Concordia blew it open in the second half. So the Bees fall 41-24 to in their second game, making them 0-2. Then the Bees return home. It is the home opener for the Bees at Brady Street Stadium. It was homecoming against Lawrence Tech on September 17th. The Bees dropped that game 36-30, so they moved to 0-3. Then the month of October started out extremely well for the Bees, beating Trinity International 49-7 in Deerfield, Illinois, for not only the Bees' first win of the season, but that made the Bees undefeated in conference play at 1-0. How do the Bees follow that up? They come back home to face Judson on October 8th, winning in another blowout, 58-22 to at Brady Street Stadium. So all of a sudden, it kind of felt like there was momentum back on the Bees' side. They were 2-3 and now on the year, but 2-0 and in the conference, and they slowly felt like they could be a team to beat in the conference. Then on October 15th, the Bees played host to Olivet Nazarene, losing 34-28 to in a game that not too many people were happy about. You know, very conservative play calling at the end of the game, and situations that the Bees could have tied this game up, taken the lead, whatever it was, and the Bees just kept running the ball, getting about a yard or two on each carry, and that was kind of the demise of the team, so they fell to 2-4 and four on the year. Then the Bees traveled to St. Francis for an extremely hard matchup in Joliet, Illinois, losing 34-10, to 10, making the team 2-5 and five on the year. Then the Bees come back home once again to play Roosevelt 
at Brady Street Stadium. Roosevelt was ranked number 15 in the nation for this game. And the Bees played a defensive battle, but they fell short offensively, losing 17-13 to against the Lakers. This was a game that the defense was playing so well until the late game that it felt like had the Bees put up a touchdown, they would have taken all momentum and possibly won that game and pulled off the upset. But the Bees drop it. Then, it was the second to last week of the season. The Bees go to St. Xavier. Crazy weather on the south side of Chicago on November 5th. And the Bees lose 31-14 in a very rainy and windy, ga- a very rainy and windy game on the south side. Then, this past Saturday, November 12th, the Bees face off against Missouri Baptist for the season finale at home. This game was crazy from start to finish. Missouri Baptist, at the end of the first quarter, led 10-7. Then they put up two fast touchdowns and went up 24-7. It felt like the Bees were dead in the water until the end of the first half where the Bees went back-to-back drives, putting up touchdowns. So the Bees go into the half down 24-21. Then all of a sudden the third quarter rolls around. The third quarter was won by the Bees 14-11, meaning it was knotted up at 35 apiece going into the final quarter of action. Then, with 11 minutes and 48 seconds left to play, Joe Namio kicked a 22-yard field goal that was up and in for the Bees, giving them their first true lead of the game, 38-35. to Then, with 3 minutes and 53 seconds left, Marcellus Griffin had a 3-yard touchdown run for the Missouri Baptist Spartans, so Missouri Baptist took a 42-38 to lead. Then, late game, Bees get the ball back. They go four and out, waste a good amount of time, and Missouri Baptist was just able to run the ball out and win this game. But that is not the biggest story. The biggest story was Tom Casey came in, made a start. Okay, He went the first couple drives, ended with a stat line of 7 for 13 passing, 166 yards, two touchdowns. His longest pass was 74 yards. After the first couple drives, though, Joey Sprinkle, that starter who broke his wrist in the first game, came out onto the field, and that's where Tom Casey and Joey Sprinkle kind of switched off every drive on who was going to be in that quarterback. Sprinkle went 11 for 18 passing, 187 yards, and two touchdowns with a long of 44 yards. Now, in both of Joey Sprinkle's touchdown passes, it was Yemi Ward who made the touchdown receptions. Ward had seven receptions for 143 yards and a long of 42. Justin Wright, outside of the blocked punt that he had, had two receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown to his name. Ben Gilbert, the wide receiver, had three receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown catch, but Ben Gilbert also had two rushes for a long of one yard, and that one yard was good enough to give the Bees a touchdown, so Gilbert had a touchdown both on the ground and from the air attack. So just a few takeaways from this season. First off, I like the hopes for the Bees next year. First, there is no going 1-9 or worse for this Fighting Bees football program. There is only one way to look at it, and it is building up. I am a firm believer in that. I don't think the Bees have another 2-8 season, especially when you look at the JV 
program for St. Ambrose this year. They went undefeated. They went 8-0 on the year. So they had a good year, and that is promising for the Fighting Bees football program. I think that that shows that, hey, we have good players coming up these next couple years, so let's really implement them and use that, and let's find ourselves back in a true contention spot for the MSFA Midwest League, a.k.a. the conference. Another thing I really like, if we saw Joey Sprinkle come into the game with Tom Casey and we were running a switch-off of the quarterback situation, I think that that shows that the offensive coordinator and DeQuinn Watford wants a, a quarterback competition, and I am I am all here for it. I think that it is a great idea. I mean, Sprinkle will be a sophomore next year. Casey will be a senior so I think DeQuinn Watford really shows here, hey, I want competition come summer camp and spring ball. And I think that's exactly what the Bees will see. I'm very excited to see who the Bees go with for the opening week next season. Um, obviously, it's just going to be time to wait and see now. And, you know, there's going to be a long, long wait for the Fighting Bees football season to pick back up. I am excited for it, though. You know, there were a few games this year that, They were hard to call as a sports broadcaster, and they were hard to call as a St. Ambrose sports fan, but, you know, this season's over. It's on to look to the future, and it's on to see how do we build up from here. So that is going to do it for the first half of the show. Coming up after this short two- to three-minute halftime break, I'll be back with more SAU sports. I'm Ryan Schistel. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 your exclusive home for Fighting Beast Sports on the air. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. This will be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the ring cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. What do our fans love about KALA? We met up with some at a local jazz show to find out. What is it that you like about the station? How much time do you have? Best in gospel, best in R&B, best in hip-hop, and we do uh, Southern Soul, blues, the whole gamut. I like like music, period. So so KLA has has that variety that that really kind of hits me. I love the gospel. KALA Radio, one of a kind, just like you. Imagine. You're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. 
A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. Today's hit music. It's on The Stinger. The Stinger is more than music. You can binge on your favorite KALA podcast series. Take us along anywhere you go on any device. Find The Stinger now at tunein.com. Search for The Stinger. Operated by KALA 88.5 FM. The Stinger. Today's hit music. Welcome back into the studios of KALA on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the second half of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1, and I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Just like the first half of the show, this second half is action-packed with the main focus being the men's and women's basketball programs at St. Ambrose. So, let's start it up. Starting with the men's basketball program, coming into this episode, the men's team is 1-5 on the year. Not only that, but this men's basketball team is 0-3 in the conference on their five-game losing streak. Since the last time I talked, the Bees have only played two games. First, the Bees played Roosevelt at home this past Saturday, November 12th, in a game that the Bees lost 84-73. to For the Bees, the lead scorer in that game was Will Spriggs, who came off the bench. Spriggs put up 17 points with two rebounds and three assists. The key starter for the Bees was Amari Wills, who put up 16 points with four rebounds and two assists. And then Tyson White came off the bench, adding 13 points of his own, five rebounds, and no assists. In this game last Saturday against Roosevelt, the Bees shot 48% from the field and 36.4% from beyond the arc. In positive news, the Bees did go 80.8% from the charity stripe, a.k.a. the free throw line. After that game, the Bees traveled to Olivet Nazarene yesterday, November 16th, and took on the Tigers at McKay Arena in Bourbonnais. In that game, the Bees lost whopping a lost by a whopping margin of 40 points, 96 to 56. In this game for the Bees, the leading scorer was Ignacio Dacunda, who put up 14 points on the day. Dacunda also had three rebounds and one assist. He led all scorers. Then, Javen Javen Jones put up eight points with zero rebounds and zero assists. He led the starters in points. Amari Wills and Tyson White also added on seven points each, both of which were starting. Amari Wills, to go along with his seven points, had one rebound and one assist, and then White had three rebounds and no assists on the day. Now, the big-name player on this men's basketball team of Will Spriggs, who's been coming off the bench, put up 
three points with zero assists and one rebound. So a bit of an off day for him. Now the Bees could not stop Tyler Schmidt of Olivet Nazarene, who had 31 points as well as six rebounds, all defensive, and then two assists. Schmidt also gave the Tigers one steal and two blocks while only picking up one personal foul. So Schmidt, a big-name player for the Tigers, and this is a Bees team that needs to get back on track soon. The Bees have back-to-back home games at the Lee Loman Arena on campus. The first game will be played this Saturday, November 19th, at 3 o'clock p.m. against Trinity Christian, and then next Tuesday, November 22nd, at 7.30 p.m., the Bees will take on Calumet at Lee Loman, both of which are games that the Bees absolutely have to win. You know, the team is not performing well, and I think the biggest way to turn this game around is really just play St. Ambrose basketball. You know, get the ball into your shooter's hands, but at the same time, nobody can be selfish with the ball. They need to be passing the ball around, finding the open man, and getting a shot. And I can tell you right now, Coach Ray Shevlin, who is in his 40th season as the Bees head coach, I'm sure he is not too happy about the start his team is on. Last year, he picked up his 700th win of his career. So, you know, he's looking to improve. He wants 800 before he retires. And, you know, obviously 800 will not come this year. um, But, you know, it's just Coach Shevlin is an icon at St. Ambrose. He played basketball here, went up against the very famous Larry Bird when Larry Bird was at Indiana State. Um, I'd love to actually sit down with Coach Ray and talk about that game and just talk about his time. So definitely look forward to that in the next few episodes of Schistel Speak Sports if I can get in contact with him and stuff. Just obviously with the basketball season, he's super busy. But this is not the basketball team that Coach Shevlin wants. This is a basketball team that, you know, the Bees need to turn around, and I can promise you Coach Shevlin will do everything in his power to turn the game around if if Coach Ray could throw on a jersey and some shorts and play, man, I think he would at least try to. I don't know how well it'd go for him, but it's definitely something that he would make the attempt to do. Now, the final sport I'll be discussing in this week's episode is the women's basketball program. The women's basketball program, not much better than the men's team, but record-wise, one game better. 2-4 and four for the women's basketball team with a 1-2 and two conference record on the year. This team also has played two games. November 12th, so last Saturday, the Bees, like the men's team, took on Roosevelt, this time winning 83-66. to Against the Lakers, the top scorer in the game for the Bees was Abby Walter, who put up 25 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists. Mel Stewart was the next highest scorer, putting up 22 points with four rebounds and no assists. And then Caroline Cool wrapped up the top scorers for the Bees starting five with 10 points, with 10 points, one rebound, and four assists on the day. The top scorer off the bench was Caitlin Thole, who had eight points with four rebounds and an assist to her name. So three of the five starters for the Bees in double digits and points and it was just a good day for the Bees, shooting 50% from the field, 26% from beyond the arc, and 66% from the line. So the Bees looked to 
build off of that win against Roosevelt, but they came up short in a high-scoring affair against Olivet Nazarene. In that game at the McKay Arena in Bourbonnade, the Bees dropped the game to the Tigers 115-107, to a high-scoring game from the jump. St. Ambrose won the first quarter 28-21 to before getting beaten in the second quarter 32-22. to So the Bees put up 50 points in the first half compared to the 53 out of Olivet Nazarene. In the third quarter, both teams put up 32 points, so the Bees stayed down by only three points, and then Olivet Nazarene outscored the Bees 30-25 to in the fourth quarter to pull away by eight. In this game, the top scorer of the game for the Bees was once again Abby Walter, putting up 31 points with five rebounds and three assists. Janie Prestigard then was the second highest scorer with 21 points, 11 rebounds, and no assists, so she'll get the double-double on the day. Mel Stewart put up 18 points with three rebounds and two assists, and then Caroline Cool put up 13 points with three assists and two rebounds. So four of the five starting five for the Bees get double-digit points, Everybody above 10 as well with 31, 21, 18, and 13. Anna Plummer wrapped up the starting five for the Bees with three rebounds, or I'm sorry, with, yeah, yes, three rebounds, three points, and six assists on the day. Each of the Bees starters, Caroline Cool, Anna Plummer, Abby Walter, and Janie Prestigard also had two steals. Prestigard also had two blocks on the day. Once again, Caitlin Thole was the top scorer from the bench for the Bees, putting up 14 points with 7 rebounds and 6 assists. In this game, the Bees shot 58% from the field, 37.5% from beyond the arc, and an exact 69% from the free throw stripe. So it's a hard-fought game for the Bees, a game that they would love to win, um, but they do drop this game by 7 to Olivet. Like the men's team, the Bees will face off against Trinity Christian at 1 o'clock p.m. this Saturday, November 19th. So the women's team plays at 1 o'clock p.m., followed up right away by the men's team at 3. Then next Tuesday, the Bees close out the month of November on the 22nd at 5.30 p.m. against Calumet. So again, the women's team plays at 5.30 against Calumet. Men's team right after at 7.30. All four of those games will be played at the Lee Loman Arena. So, you know, this this team, especially on the women's side of the ball, can definitely turn things around quickly. I mean, this is a team that caught fire last year, and they had a very good season, ending with a record of 24-6. and So definitely a bit of a slow start for this women's team, who was undefeated for a majority of the games last year. I mean, until until the month of February... The Bees only had one loss on the season, and it was a game that they only lost by four to Trinity Christian. So I definitely think they can turn it around a little bit quicker than this men's team, but I definitely think both teams will be able to turn it around. Now, um, this is something that you know we weren't too sure if we were going to talk about on the air. It is not related to St. Ambrose Sporting News, but... Ultimately, uh, we decided as a radio station to sit down because we feel like it was important, and it is sports news. Um, for those of you who do not know, there was a extreme tragedy that took place earlier this week involving the Virginia football team. 
three players on the University of Virginia football team were shot and killed with two more students who were injured by bullets. I haven't seen anything on if those other two students passed or not from their injuries, but not only myself, but everybody at St. Ambrose University and KALA would like to extend our thoughts and prayers and condolences to both the University of Virginia, the University of Virginia football program, and the families affected by this. I mean, you know, it's it's just heartbreaking news that broke right away. Um, you know, it's kind of been the main talk at the radio station just with how sad it is and the lives taken. Um, you know, the team ultimately decided to cancel their game this weekend, and last I heard they are considering canceling their season finale against Virginia Tech in their rivalry game. But, you know, just, again, from KALA and St. Ambrose, we just wanted to extend our condolences to the school football program and families involved because that's something that was just heartbreaking to read about. And, um, you know, just three to five college lives that way too young to be taken. So, you know, it almost brings up the point of I highly encourage everybody to sit down and, think about all the things they're faithful for as Thanksgiving approaches. You know, for me, it is my, it's my family, my friends, and just this life that I've been given because, you know, everything can change in an instant, in an instant. So, you know, just that, that tragedy struck quite fast and, you know, it's sad, but it's something that as a community of sports fans, you know, it's going to be stuck in the back of our, it's going to be stuck in our heads for a while, but, you know, it's something that I'm sure everybody will be able to eventually kind of overcome and just, you know, always know that, you know, those lives were taken way too soon. And it's just, it was a very upsetting kind of topic to talk about. But ultimately, we felt like it was the right call to kind of just extend our condolences again. Um, there, uh, Just a quick PSA, there will be no episode of Schistel Speak Sports next week as it is Thanksgiving and myself and almost everybody else on campus will be going home for Thanksgiving. That's going to do it for this episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I am your host Ryan Schistel. Don't forget you can catch past episodes of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA streaming services. So make sure you go check out other episodes to ensure you are caught up on all things SAU sports. As normal, don't forget to tune in to future sporting events coming up here on KALA. Uh, now that the football season is officially over, it's time for St. Ambrose basketball on the air. We're looking at a few possible dates, including maybe, I believe it's December 3rd, for a doubleheader basketball game, but, you know, we'll definitely post about that on our social media pages, so look out for that. Uh, Just have a great rest of your week, have a great weekend, and have a great Thanksgiving break. The next time that I will be on air, I believe, will be the month of December. So, you know, just have a great rest of your November. Uh, Go Bees, and just have a, like I said, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. This is Ryan Schistel. I'm signing off. Once again, go Bees. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every-
and they stay there.